You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show, Critical Mass Business Talk Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I can guarantee you we have a great show planned for you today. I've invited Robert Ming, who is the founder of Thought World, to be our guest today. Robert, welcome to the program. Thanks, Rick. It's great to be here. So let's start right out with you as the founder of Thought World. Take us back as an entrepreneur. What was your original motivation to start this business? Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, it was. Um, it's so funny. By the way, thank you for the opportunity to be here. It's uh, it's such a great line of people you've had on the show. So it's a it's a wonderful thing to be part of. But um, when I first started Thought World, it was back in the election cycle, um, back in this last crazy election we had. Uh, and if you look at my past, I've got some uh, some local government in my history. So I'm used to having people on both sides of the aisle. And and typically they they poke fun at each other or they have a fun time, uh, you know, ribbing each other about issues that they disagree on. Um, but before this election cycle, uh, something different happened. Uh, and I watched people who had usually been able to get along stop talking. Um, and it, saw, it sort of silenced the room. And there was this tension that happened that I hadn't seen before. Um, and people on one side of the aisle couldn't even understand why somebody on the other side would think that way. And, and they started thinking that they were um, like out to destroy the country or destroy the world. The, the Trump people wouldn't talk to the Biden people and the Biden people wouldn't talk to the Trump people. And that divide really started concerning me um, from a societal standpoint. We needed to be able to bridge that. And the existing tools we had, the social media engines, they were driving people into farther into their own echo chambers, not trying to bring them together. Um, and so I really got down with some friends that have been involved with business with me before. And we started talking about what, what can we do? How can we fix this? And, and what we ended up coming up with was this platform thought world. And, uh, there was a few things we knew right away that we had to do. We had to separate the thinker from the speaker, the thought from the idea. So mm -hmm. you have a, a situation where somebody, you know, like a Trump says something, and there's a whole bunch of people who are going to hate it just because he said it. Um, it doesn't even matter if it was a good idea. And the same thing was true of Biden. Biden would have an idea and the Trump people would hate it. And, and I'm like, you guys, you have to think about these ideas, not just about who says it. So, so separating the, the thought from the think from the speaker was something that you don't see in media, social media today. It's all about who it is. It's your names on everything. So we thought if you separate the speaker, then what makes people not be ridiculous? And they're going to start going way over the edge. And, and so we needed the platform to be curated. So someplace that people could express things clearly, but not be censored. Like I want all the ideas on Thought World, but I want the people to be able to evaluate them evenly. Um, and so then that's the last thing we had to add was some ability for people to kind of gauge what was a good idea and what was a bad idea. Um, and then that idea kind of came from my, I'm also a pilot. And so when you get up in the air and you look down at this, you see things in a whole different way. It, it gives you a different perspective. And so I wanted to be able to visualize a world of thought that people could see and understand and see popular thoughts and unpopular thoughts and kind of kind of grasp things in a new way. And so that's the platform that we set off to build back in uh, January, December of last year. Okay. So uh, as an early stage enterprise and the founder behind it, what, it, what have you learned since you started this endeavor? Yeah, 
Yeah. So the, the biggest thing is doing something no one's ever done before is actually harder than it seems like. <laughs> so uh, um, we were trying to, so I was telling people, okay, I, I, I want you to visually relate thoughts together and create a world that changes algorithmically based on people's votes. And, and this is a kind of AI that no one had tried to create before. It's like building a house, uh, not just on sand, but on quicksand. Oh, and then I need a whole city on quicksand um, because it changes every night. And so um, that concept, uh, it took a lot of doing and we really had to go find the right people to be able to do it. And that was challenging for me. Um, so, so let's come back and talk a little bit about thought world so that people may be hearing your idea for the first time. <clears throat> I, I find it good to kind of go back over it. So talk to us about what people will see when they engage with thought world. Sure. So right now, um, the platform, if you go on at thoughtworld.com, you can see the alpha version. The alpha version is a little bit of, a, of an idea of what it is, but it's only just a taste. Um, what you'll see is basically Twitter-like thoughts. So you'll see a thought, and then every thought has a reason. So you'll also see a more substantive discussion inside the thought that explains why that thought is, why the person thinks the way they do. And then you'll see it laid out in a three-dimensional world. Like, you know, you hear people talking about meta, this new metaverse. Well, it's not a, a, a business road, but it is a graphical gaming environment. So you'll see a gaming environment with these little thought icons. And, and when somebody starts a thought, their thought starts out and uh, you'll see a little flower pop up and then a couple people engage with that thought and it becomes a little tent. And then you'll see a flower and tent and then you'll see a little house and then you'll see it growing into a, a couple of houses in a little village. And it's as you engage with that thought, more, more things grow around it. So the more people vote on it, the more you see activity. And then if it becomes popular, it starts rising in altitude. So a more popular thought will become a hill and then a kind of a medium-sized mountain and then a really big mountain. And that was because I really wanted people to see that there are things that we agree on and there are a lot more things that we agree on than you think. Um, mm. And those things are going to become big mountains. You'll be able to look and see a huge mountain there. And that's like, people should be nice. Well, yeah, we all agree on that. <laughs> You know, there may be lots of things on the ground that we disagree with, that there's lots of activity, lots of action, but we don't all agree. You'll see those on the ground too, but um, but you'll be able to see, oh, that's a huge hole in the ground. And that one, that's a sinkhole. That's because everybody thinks that's a terrible idea. And mm. But I still want that terrible idea on the platform. I'm not going to censor it. We don't want people to not have the chance to say it. We just want people to be able to vote it down and make it stick in the ground where it's supposed to be. So earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that to kind of maintain the the I don't know, standards of the site, it needs the thoughts yeah. need to be curated, right? So without being censored, that seems right. uh, that, that seems to be a fine line in some ways. Yeah, how, how are you? How will you be navigating that? Yeah, yeah, it was a great question, and that's one of the first things people ask. Um, uh, so the way we're doing it is we have a team of actual professional writers. Um, and those writers are helping you craft a thought. So when somebody submits a thought, it goes to the writer and the writer looks at it to see, is this a single thought that people can vote on? And, and maybe it needs to be sharpened or refined. They help the author, but then that suggestion goes back to the author and the author sees what the writer said, said, like, I think this is what you were trying to say. Is this it? And if you say yes, then you get to publish your thought. 
if you say no, you don't have to publish it. You can redo it again or you can try again to refine it into what you were really trying to say because we need it to be something that can be voted on. And sometimes what people submit is like a good idea and a lot of other stuff that doesn't really line up. And so you kind of need somebody to come alongside. So we've actually built a series of of teaching and instructing tools so that the public can become curators. We want the public to curate this, like a Wikipedia concept, mm. um, where anyone can become a good curator and they can do it. And really all you're doing is sharpening thoughts. You're not, you're not filtering thoughts. There's no standard that we're using to say this can go on and this can't go on. It just has to be something people can clearly understand. Who do you think, or do you have an archetype of the type of person that will gravitate to your platform, Robert? Yeah, so we see different kinds of users. Um, what we saw, so we have an alpha test that's been running now, um, and in the alpha test, there's some people who they just want to see what other people think. So this is my wife is falls in this category. She's like, I'm not going to write a thought. I just want to know, like, what do people think about this? Like, do they like this? Is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? You know, like, what? Where's the trend going? And so they they can hop on, and you can just immediately look around, and you can see the votes, and you can see how strongly people feel about something, and uh, and you can get the nuances of it. There are some people who, you know, who are typically on Reddit now who really love to engage in discussion. And so they're going to be writing thoughts. They're going to be curating thoughts. We have a collaboration feature where you can actually collaborate with another author on a thought. Mm -hmm. um, those kind of things, if you want to participate in the discussion, you're definitely going to be out there in that kind of a thing. And then there's um, other people who they want to learn from what's in there but they don't really want to write. They're not going to participate. They want to, they want to see the reasons. And so they'll go in there and they'll spend time looking at the rationale under a thought and, and kind of exploring. Uh, the example is there's a, uh, there's a little cluster. It's like a hill mountain thing of, of mask thoughts. And, and what I'm seeing, you can't see right now. You'll see in a few days, but um, in the mask thoughts, there's, you know, there's a thought that says I wear a mask because I'm afraid for my own uh, health. There's a, a thought that says I wear a mask because somebody told me I have to and I think it's really stupid. Um, you'll see another one that says I wear a mask because I'm required to by law, but I don't think it's actually effectual. And and so then you, you can actually go in there and you can see how many people think those different things. And it kind of helps you come to your own decision about what you think the right answer is. We, we don't want to tell people what to think. We want to give them good information so they can make those decisions for themselves. So as you and I were talking earlier this week, in technology, if it's not clear what the product is, many times the user is the product. And I'm wondering, what is yeah. your business model that underpins Thought World? Right. So um, we are not on an ad model. And so most of the other platforms you see out, out there, um, it's the Google AdWords, it's whatever. And those ad revenue models, they track what you do. And they know what you do, they know what you click on, and that's how they make their money. Um, uh, we decided very intentionally at the beginning not to do that. And so, so we don't have any ads on the platform. And so once you come into the circle of thought world, you are essentially free from all that tracking. Um, so then how do we make money? Well, um, we sell analytics of groups of people that are deciding things. So the series of dashboards that we provide to a brand or to a political candidate or to whomever, they, they are able to look at these big trends of what are people thinking and what are they liking. Um, for example, an ad agency might say, you know, I'm going to run an ad in the Super Bowl. I want to know if it works. So we'll launch a thought that talks about the, the brand, and then we'll track that thought's success over that campaign. You can actually see a tangible result to what you're doing because there's people in there that are voting all the time. We also have a function called Thinker Connect. 
Um, and this is where, um, so maybe say Tesla decides, uh, I'd like to connect with people out there who might want to buy cars. And so they'll say, okay, well, show me people that um, say that they want, uh, they, they think electric cars are a good idea, they're sensitive to the environment, and they're in this income bracket. And so we can look at, the, at people's thoughts and then invite that person. So they'll get an email that says, Tesla would like to talk to you because of these three thoughts that you had. Do you want to talk to Tesla? Mm. And that person has the choice. They don't, no longer are they forced to do that. They're, they say, do I want to talk to Tesla or not? And if they want to talk to Tesla, then they do. And then Tesla makes the connection. But that puts the power back in the hands of the person who's doing the voting. And in the future, our, our roadmap is to actually allow Tesla to pay that person for that conversation if they want to. Mm. And so that, that email might come in and say, do you want to talk to them? And they're willing to pay you $50 or $100 for a conversation. Will you have a conversation with them? And, and I think if Tesla knew that this was a prime target market person that they had already figured out was exactly their potential buyer, they would be willing to put some money on the line to pay for a connection like that. Um, and especially when that person says, I actually want to talk to you. And like, what, what better lead could that possibly be for someone than saying, and, and that, by the way, that will happen immediately. So the minute the person clicks on the thing that says, yes, I want to talk to you, that goes straight to the salesperson who can pick up the phone and call them. And so you'll get a call like a minute later, I would think, mm. because this is a valuable connection. And so, but we're putting that choice back in the hands of the person whose information is being used and right now not paid for. I'm I, I suspect, I can't say I'm sure, but I, I'd like your opinion on this, that the um, business model has evolved as you've kind of in line with the technology as you were evolving. It, it, is, is that fair to say? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there have been things that came up along the way that we didn't know that we were going to do. Like, for example, um, uh, the concept of a private island. We had never even thought about this. Um, uh, yeah, I know exactly. Do you want I like the island? thought of it. I don't even know what it Everybody, is, but it sounds good. Yeah, everybody wants a private island. So we had a company approach us and say, um, we'd like to be able to invite people to come into an area that's not the public part of Thought World. It's the it's something that's just ours. We want our art on it. We want some ideas on it. We want to cultivate a fan base for our topic in this space. Can you do that? And we said, yeah, we can do that, sure. So we called it a private island. And so now if a company essentially wants to do a survey or a candidate or a political party, um, by the way, some of our first private islands, we're going to be launching in Orange County a private island for Republicans and a private island for Democrats. And the Republican island will have only thoughts that come out of the Republican Party platform. And the Democratic island will have thoughts that came out of the Democratic Party platform, the Orange County party platforms. And so as a registered voter, you can go on to your party and tell your party what you think about their platform. Mm. I think that's going to be a fascinating uh, enterprise. We're just about to start. We've sent out a few tests and then as soon as we do the public launch, we're going to invite basically all Orange County registered voters to come onto these islands. Um, and then we're going to give the data to the party so they can see what the people in their parties actually think about what they've been doing. And I think people might be a little more surprised than you think. Yeah, I think disconnecting the entity from the message is genius because we get confirmation bias when the when we when we identify with who's saying it, it's either in our tribe or not in our tribe. Exactly from a from a political perspective. So I think this could be very be interesting to see how many of us who are registered one party or the other actually understand what that party's platform is and how much of it is in line with their philosophy. So 
That's right. It's yeah, and then exciting. the independents are the third one is the independents. So anybody who's either a no party preference or not one of those two big parties is going to get invited onto an island that has thoughts from both, and they're not going to be marked. So you can't tell which <laughs> is a Republican thought or a Democratic thought. Isn't that fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I yeah. think that's going to be fascinating, and you'll get to see what people really think because you'll have right. to figure out for yourself what you like, not because someone else is telling you. Boy, you know, I, it just seems to me that uh, as this gets continues to gain momentum, Robert, that um, people who study human behavior could find your site to be such a fascinating crucible or petri dish of of work as well. So yeah, yeah, we have already found that really interesting cross correlations that we never expected. Um, like, uh, for example, uh, people who think that COVID is going to have a lasting impact on society also think that the trades are a good alternative to a college education. Okay, you got to think about that for a second. Right. But kind of you go, I guess that kind of makes sense that if you think that's going to be a long-term impact of COVID, then the people are going to still need to have plumbers and, and maybe society goes away, but some of those basic things that have to get done are still going to be really important. And maybe that's a way to go. I don't know exactly why yet. We're still digging into some of the whys, but we saw almost 100% correlation between these two thoughts that everybody who thought that also thought this. And so those kinds of really interesting left field, like you didn't really expect that kind of correlations are going to be what I think is fascinating just to, to dig into. Well, we're talking with Robert Ming, and he is the founder of Thought World, but he has a team of people that are helping him to realize this vision. And it 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 drove us to want to talk about hiring and surrounding yourself, uh, finding the right people to put in the right seats on the bus is a saying that we're familiar yeah. with. And and his, your belief has been to work with the smartest people, we called them geniuses for the poll. And so there's an yeah. active LinkedIn poll that's out on my profile, Rick Franzi, um, that asks you, do you think it's, do you think that hiring geniuses is worth the way I phrased it, the time and trouble of managing them? And the yeah. choices are, yes, I only hire geniuses. Uh, no way. Uh, I only hire grinders or it depends on the need of the position. And so I'm wondering from your perspective, and uh, Robert, what has been your experience with building the team that you've built? Yeah, it's such a great question. And it's so important, too, because, you know, I was asking people to do something no one had ever done. And I knew I needed some geniuses. OK, so um, so some of my first calls were to some of the geniuses that I that I brought in. Um, uh, and, and one of them is a good friend of mine for a lot of years. Uh, he was at Blizzard for many years doing, uh, uh, you know, one of the lead artists. He's the, one of the guys that if you go to BlizzCon, they've got a line out the door waiting to get his signature. And I'm like, I, I want to know if you want to come. And he heard the idea. He saw the concept. He saw what we were going to do. And he said, yes, I want to come. And I said, you know that this is like a total startup. Like you're going to leave a really big, successful position to go to a total startup, right? And so, so he came and I was super excited to have him come because he is a genius. Um, but then along the way, we had some trouble because, you know, when things don't work right and, and technology is like people that are really smart can solve lots of problems, can do lots of things. But that's not where their sweet spot is. And I remember having one conversation with him. Uh, it was uh, via Slack where I, I basically said, look, I got people that will do this. I got people that will do this. And I got people that will do this. I just need you to make art because that's what he does. I said, just make art. And so he's like, yeah, you know, that's right. 
And so he went back and he took my text and he blocked out all the words that I said at the beginning with blahs, the word blah, 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 blah. So Robert Ming, blah, 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 blah. Just make art. That's what he said. And and then he put it in a little sign on his wall, okay? Because that's what his job is, is to just make art. Because he's a genius when he's making art. I should not have him trying to do tech support on the computer that he's got in front of it. I have to hire somebody else to do that. Um, my Unity developer, um, he is a genius, I am convinced. And he's been creating these algorithms that create this landscape that rolls and has this cross relationship with all these other things. It's a, it's a geolocation algorithm. It's this massively complicated math stuff. And, uh, and sometimes I ask him to make a widget and he makes me a machine that makes widgets. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't need a machine that makes widgets. I just need a widget, okay? And so understanding that I've got to keep these, these geniuses focused on, on what their strength is and letting them do the thing that they love to do and that they know how to do. And then I can surround them with people who are technically proficient, who can make sure that all the trouble tickets are in there and that all that stuff works. That's my job is to make sure that they can focus on the thing they're supposed to do so that I can be successful as a whole. And and it's been hard. I'll tell you, sometimes um, keeping enough, enough room for the geniuses to grow um, and enough structure so that we don't get lost in the process um, is a challenge. But that's why having the right people on the bus, it's worth it to me, but um, but it's sometimes challenging. Right. It can take extra effort, but it's it sounds yeah. like certainly in your case, it's, a, it's almost a required aspect of creating something that's never been created before. And yeah, uh, and I appreciate you doing that. And I just want to remind the audience, <clears throat> the excuse me, the poll will be up for a week. So if you haven't voted yet, don't worry. There's not a rush. It'll be there. And we'll we'll look at the results over time and see how the survey results come up. I'm very curious to see. One of the places, Robert, that I wanted you to talk about was kind of a current uh, opportunity or strategic challenge that you and the team are facing that you are still kind of bringing to the best course of action. And and you suggested this might be around your go-to-market strategy. And so I'm wondering if you might give us a little context for where you and the team are relative to this topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's been an interesting challenge and we're still kind of working through it. Um, uh, we've done testing about social media and we've kind of set, we've sensed that the typical Twitter user likes to come on the platform because they see a brief idea and they go, oh, yeah, that's an idea. I want to share opinion on that. And so they'll come in. But what they find when they get here is a fully graphical, engaged environment. That's not really what they were expecting. Your typical gaming user comes in looking for a game and they find thinking and more thought analysis than they're expecting. And so that's kind of a little bit of a mismatch. The, the LinkedIn user comes across from LinkedIn but LinkedIn won't let you log into another platform through their browser. And so most people are coming through the LinkedIn browser and they get blocked by LinkedIn fighting with Google. And so, so we've had all these really interesting, like how do you actually get the right people on the platform? And so um, one of the ways that we've, we are pivoting to right now is this, is this political survey, is inviting people, basically inviting everyone to come on the platform and share their opinions. And by doing that, they'll, be a, they'll have a chance to see the, the platform and experience it. Um, but I almost have to create a new a new thing. It's like a, a utility game, and and people understand utilities. They go there for a reason. They understand games. They go there for fun, and then they understand social media, where usually it's amusement more than it is education. Um, but now I need to bring people into this fusion of utility and fun and engagement, 
Um, and uh, and it's been it's been interesting trying to find the right segment uh, to reach into and how to get there. So uh, I, I think we have a plan. Um, we're like I said, the beta launch is just about there. I was hoping it would be done for this podcast, but not quite. You know, those geniuses take time sometimes. <laughs> um, so uh, in a few days, uh, maybe a week, we should have uh, this platform launched, and then we'll find out which of these uh, really gains traction or not. Well, maybe it'll be timed right with when the poll closes and we can do something together in a week if that works. Perfect timing. Let, let's let's keep our fingers it. crossed. All right. A uh, couple more questions and then we'll let you go. I really do appreciate your time here today. We're talking with Robert Ming. He is the founder of Thought World. Where do you go to get access to other entrepreneurs who have insights and experiences that can help you to build what you're building and then grow what you've Bill. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a great question. My um, uh, my go-to group is called a C12 group, um, and it's a group of uh, 12 uh, CEOs and a, and a chair that, that uh, we all talk to each other about business issues. We all have similar sized companies. Um, and uh, they are ruthless. I'll tell you that. Um, I I want them to be though, because I want them to challenge my assumptions. I want them to, I want to be able to go up there and say, is this a good idea? Is this crazy or is this good? And, and I asked them that actually at the very beginning, when I first came up with this idea, I walked into the room and I said, okay, look, I'm my, my other company that I've been running for many years is a law firm. And that's why we had the group. And, and so like, I'm leaving this law firm approach to go do this crazy startup. Is this crazy or is this good? Um, and they said it was crazy good. Um, and uh, so uh, I liked that, but um, it has been uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done um, starting this thing and getting it all built um, in a year's time, uh, at this last, we I just a couple of weeks ago talked about it with them, and they uh, they had said, uh, you know, you've done more with less money than we've seen a lot of other companies do in that amount of time, and so that's great, mm -hmm. but I'm still not there yet, and we have a long way to go, and so uh, this this uh, this battle's not over, um, but I'm really excited to share with the world. I I want people to be able to broaden their minds and have fun doing it. And I think that we're on to something and we'll know in the next few weeks. It's exciting. So let's look to tomorrow then. Describe the vision of the future. We'll have you back on at some point in the future. Tell me what Thought World's going to be at that point. I would love to. Um, uh, I think that Thought World will become the place that people go to understand issues that they don't understand to understand what people think about issues that they don't understand. And I think it'll be the place that brands and political candidates and people go to help understand their target markets, to help refine their target markets, to help them get a sense of where their market is going. If I'm a candidate running for office in a place, I wanna go and I wanna look at that dashboard and I wanna see what people in that community think um, and get to know what they really are. And then I think it's gonna be a place where you can help broaden people's minds. So for example, we have a, an idea called trains of the or, um, uh, pathways of thought, where you can set up a series of thoughts that you want people to walk through. And, and as they vote on them and they think about them, it helps them see why you're going a certain direction. Those kind of things can help bring society together. And I think right now we're at a time when we desperately need society to come back together. Um, and this is a way to do it. And so I would love to Thought World to be the go-to place that people go for understanding what people think um, and sharing what they think on all whole host of topics. Well, I want to thank you for giving up your time to be here to talk about your vision and the progress that you've made with Thought World. I've enjoyed getting to know you. And I want to thank you for 
being a friend of the program. If people would like to learn more about you and Thought World, how would they do that? Yep, uh, thoughtworld.com. You can go there right now. You can participate in the alpha test if you'd like. It's free. Um, uh, or uh, on LinkedIn, of course, um, you'll see my profile, Robert Ming, on LinkedIn. Well, again, Robert, thank you for being a friend of the program. I've really enjoyed our time together. My pleasure. And thank you for the opportunity. It's been great. And I love all the people that you've had on. It's uh, Can't wait to hear who you have next. Thank you. And I'd like to thank the audience for being a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Robert's episode was number 1,340. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you'd like to share your story, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick Franzi. That's also my website, R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-N-Z-I.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.